Rejoice now, all heavenly choirs of angels. Celebrate the divine mysteries with exaltation. And for the victory of so great a king, sound the trumpet of salvation. Exalt also, O earth, enlightened with such radiance and made brilliant by the splendor of the eternal king. Know that the ancient darkness has been banished from all the world. Be glad also, O Mother Church, clothed with brightness of such a light, and let this house resound with the triumphant voices of the peoples. For this indeed is the Paschal Feast, in which the true Lamb is slain, by whose blood the doorposts of the faithful are made holy. This is the day in which in ancient times you delivered our forebears, the children of Israel, from the land of Egypt, and led them dry-shod through the Red Sea. This is the day in which all who believe in Christ are rescued from evil and the gloom of sin, are renewed in grace and holiness by the rising brightness. This is the day in which, breaking the chains of death, Christ arises from hell in triumph. O feast truly blessed, which alone was worthy to know the time and hour wherein Christ arose again from hell. O feast truly blessed, in which heaven and earth are joined, things human and things divine. We therefore pray to you, O Lord, that he in whose honor this candle now burns will continue to vanquish the darkness of the night and faithfully shed light on all humanity. Through the same Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and rules with you in unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Alleluia. Christ is risen. He is risen. Alleluia. I invite you to stand as we begin our worship together with the reading of Psalm 118 responsively. Give thanks to the Lord, for the Lord is good, God's mercy endures forever. Let the house of Aaron declare, God's mercy endures forever. In distress I called to the Lord, who answered by setting me free. The Lord is with me, I shall not fear. What can anyone do to me? The Lord is with me as my helper. I will look in triumph on those who hate me. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in mortals. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in rulers. They surrounded me, indeed they surrounded me, in the name of the Lord I drove them off. They surrounded me by peace, and blazed like fire of thorns, in the name of the Lord I drove them off. I was pressed, and pressed to the point of falling, but the Lord came to my help. The Lord is my strength and my song, and has become my salvation. Shouts of rejoicing and salvation echo in the tents of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord acts valiantly. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord acts valiantly. I shall not die, but live, and declare the works of the Lord. The Lord is being punished sorely, but did not hand me over to death. Open for me the gates of righteousness. I will enter them and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord. Here the righteous stand. 
I give thanks to you, for you have answered me, and you have become my salvation. By the Lord has this been done. It is marvelous in our eyes. Hosanna, O Lord, save us. We pray to you, Lord, prosper our days. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. The Lord is God and has given us light. Form a procession with branches up to the corners of the altar. You are my God, and I will thank you. You are my God, and I will exalt you. Give thanks to the Lord, for the Lord is good. God's mercy endures forever. I invite you to be seated. This morning, our gospel narrative will be a, a combination of all four of the gospels and how they tell, how they tell the, the glorious story of this Easter morning. And so we will break up the parts from the gospels and we will sing throughout our reading. When the Sabbath was over, Mary from Magdala, Mary the mother of James, and Salome brought spices to go and anoint Jesus. Very early on Sunday morning, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, went to the tomb, rolled the stone away, and sat on it. He was as bright as lightning, and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. While it was still dark, the women went to look at the tomb. They were coming to the tomb very early, when the sun had just come up, and were bringing the spices which they had prepared. They asked one another, Who is going to roll away, who's going to roll away the stone for us from the door of the tomb? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone had been rolled back, even though it was very large.
So Mary from Magdala ran and came to Simon Peter and the other disciples whom Jesus loved. They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, she told them, and we don't know where they laid him. But when the other women went in, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And while they were troubled about this, suddenly two men stood beside them in clothes that were shining with the brightness of lightning. One, a young man dressed in a white robe, sitting at the right side. The women were terrified, and they bowed their faces to the ground. said to the women, Don't be afraid any longer. I know you are looking for Jesus from Nazareth who was crucified. Why do you look among the dead for him who is alive? He is not here. He has risen, as he said. Remember what he told you while he was still in Galilee. The Son of Man must be handed over to sinful man, be crucified, and rise on the third day. They remembered what he had told them. Come, see the place where he was lying, and go quickly, tell his disciples and Peter, he has risen from the dead. To be sure, he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. Take note that I have told you. They went out and hurried away from the tomb, because they were trembling and bewildered with fear and great joy. They said nothing to anyone, because they were afraid, and ran to tell his disciples.
so Peter and the other disciples started out from the tomb. The two were running side by side, but the other disciple ran faster than Peter and came to the tomb first. He bent over and looked in. He saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he did not go in. Now Simon Peter arrived after him and went into the tomb. He bent down and saw only the linen cloths lying there, also the cloth that had been on the head of Jesus, not lying with the linen wrappings, but rolled up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple who got to the tomb first also went in, saw it, and believed. For they did not yet know what the scriptures meant when it said that he had to rise from the dead. So the disciples went home again, but Peter was amazed at what had happened. Mary stood outside facing the tomb and crying. As she cried, she looked into the tomb and saw two angels in white clothes sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and the other at the feet. And they asked her, Woman, why are you crying? She told them, They have taken my Lord away, and I don't know where they laid him. After she said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there. But she did not know it was Jesus. And Jesus asked her, Woman, why are you crying? Who is it that you are looking for? Sir, she said to him, thinking he was the gardener, If you carried him away, tell me where you laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned. Rabbi, she said to him in Aramaic. Jesus told her, Stop holding on to me, for I have not yet gone up to the Father, but go to my brothers and tell them, I am going up to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary from Magdala went and told the disciples, I saw the Lord, and that he said these things to her. Here ends the reading. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, of course, we're here this morning because Easter is the celebration for Christians. This is the feast day. It is the day when we are supposed to pull out all the stops in our worship. Easter is the day that, without question, we are singing praises to God. Because this is the feast of victory for the Lamb who was slain has begun his reign. Easter is a victory celebration, and that's at the heart of our joy this morning. Christ is victorious. And in the first place, Christ is victorious over hell and over the devil. We don't often have a chance to hear this part of the creed preached, but every week in the creed we confess that after his death, Christ descended to the dead. Some other translations might say the place of the dead, and some of the older translations we know say that Christ descended to hell. What we are saying when we confess this is that in the time between Good Friday and Easter Sunday, while Christ's body was in the tomb, his soul descended to the place of the dead. And this descent to the place of the dead was a kind of victory march. On the cross, when Christ said, it is finished, that means his victory was secure. And as part of his victory, Christ went to the place of the dead, and he waved his banner to declare that this place had no power over him, no power over God's word, and no power over God's people. In fact, the book of 1 Peter tells us that Christ went to the spirits in hell and proclaimed his death to them. He proclaimed to them the fact that he had taken the sins of the whole world, and he was making it clear that no sin 
In fact, no power at all could defeat him. In his descent to the dead, Christ declares his victory as the one who, by God's word, will be raised from the dead. In his descent, Christ declares his victory over the one who will be bound in hell for all of eternity, and that is, of course, Satan. But on Good Friday, surely the devil thought that that was actually his victory. The devil does not understand the love of God, does not understand the fact that God would send his son to die for the world. And so on Good Friday, the devil only saw that the son of God was rejected. He saw only the suffering, the loneliness, and the humiliation of Christ. And surely in those dark hours between noon and three on Friday, the devil thought that he had won. He had thought that not even God incarnate could reach fallen humanity, and so there was no hope. What the devil did not anticipate, what he does not understand, is that Christ came to bear the sins of the world so that they can all be forgiven. Christ is victorious over Satan. In a fulfillment of Genesis 3.15, where God promises Eve that her seed would bruise the head of the serpent, Christ has fulfilled this promise because he has crushed the head of the serpent. The devil no longer has any accusation to bring us to despair. He is powerless because we belong entirely to Christ. It's Christ who has reconciled us to God through the cross. And so as we've mentioned on Good Friday, when Satan does try to tempt you, to accuse you, you have one simple word for him. I belong to Christ now and forever. Because of Christ's victory on the cross, because Christ has risen from the tomb, the devil has nothing to say to you. And so on Easter Sunday, Christ emerges from hell, having proclaimed victory. Victory, even in the deepest, darkest recesses of all creation, Christ shines brightly as one who is victorious. And secondly, Christ is victorious over sin itself. This is what the resurrection shows us. Our sins were not the end of him. He bore not only my sins and your sins, but the sins of the whole world. They became his. He put them on to himself, and these sins do not end him. They did not condemn him to the grave forever. Instead, those sins were buried with him, and by God's word, he was raised up victorious over those sins. And now God declares that those sins are no more. Christ took them and died with them. They are erased. And now on Easter Sunday, there is only forgiveness. There is only the word of peace. There is a new creation, a new creation that applies to you. Your sins were buried with Christ, and now you are made new in his resurrection. You are given a new heart, a new identity. God says that you are forgiven not out of some kind of legal fiction or myth. This is the reality that your sins are dead. The old sinner that you, were, that you were is dead. And now you are raised with Christ. On Easter Sunday, we sing Alleluia because Christ has won the victory over our sins. They are no more. There's nothing that stands between us and God. There is no condemnation for us. There is only life and peace in God's presence. And third, 
Christ is victorious over death itself. The grave offers no resistance to the word which raised Christ out of its grips. The grave is no match for God's promise. On Easter Sunday, Christ becomes the unquestionable champion over death. He has defeated it. He has put it under his feet and declared victory over it. This is why we see as Christians that our death from this life, our passing from this life into the next, is but a sleep. It is but a slumber. In fact, our English word cemetery comes from the Greek word that means the place of sleep. When we pass from this life, we are resting in Christ. We are sleeping in him. Because we're given this promise that Christ will wake us up and that he will bring our bodies out of our graves just as his was. Because the grave is no match for Christ, the grave likewise will be no match for us who in our baptisms are united to Christ. The grave itself is not your eternal destination. It is a kind of holdover, a stopover, until Christ raises us all together on the last day. He is victorious over death, and he shares that victory with us, with the promise that we will, raise, we will be raised like him. And so today, we celebrate. Christ is the victor over sin, death, and the devil. We are an Easter people, a people of resurrection, a people who have been forgiven, people who have been given a new life. We are people who will not be chained to a grave, but a people who will live in the light of Christ's victory forever. And so today, we celebrate. Amen.
out together. Let us pray responsively. O God of life and Father of our risen Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, according to your abundant grace, you have begotten us again unto a new and living hope by the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. You have transformed the night of doubt and sorrow into the new and eternal day of joy and gladness. You have brought life and immortality to light by the glad tidings that Christ is risen. For this, O Lord, we give you thanks. You have delivered from the grip of death your Son, who died for our sins and raised him by your mighty power. What you have sowed in dishonor and weakness, you have raised in power and glory. We praise you that through Jesus you removed from us death's sting. You have brought us victory over the grave. Fill our hearts with the joy of the resurrection. Grant the church and people everywhere the power of an eternal life. Help us to show forth your praise. Bless our homes with Easter's comfort and hope. Send the conquering banner of Christ's victory into all the world. Grant that all nations may join heaven's host in songs of triumph. In the promise of Easter, take away all fear of death. Let the radiant beams of Easter's light shine into our souls. Renew us in the spirit of him who is the way, the truth, and the life. Speak peace to our souls and maintain our faith in him who promises resurrection and everlasting life. And now gathered together in the joy of Christ's resurrection, let us pray as he taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And now the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.
Christ is risen. Peace. Hallelujah. Go in peace and serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you.